You're listening to Wild Takes presented by 10,000 Takes. Opa. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. This is the podcast where we talk about the wild and give our takes. I am Dev, and with me today is my boldly attractive co-host, Voss. Voss, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Busy running around with my head chopped off, but other than that, talking wild takes right now, couldn't be better. Let's just get right into it, man. Rock and roll like a regular old show, right? Let's do it. I love it. Excuse me. So we're going to start the show the same way we start every show, with our stick taps of the week. Voss, ladies first. What's your stick tap this week? Uh, Connor Bedard winning and being an absolute goat. Obviously, um, Canada <laughs> won the jun- juniors championship, World Juniors, but uh, he's such a like a phenomenon. Like I feel like he's so talked about. Everyone's like doing the tank for Bedard. Like he's such like I was literally looking up today, searching Connor Dewar, of course, um, in my search bar, and then the first thing when I pop up Connor is Connor Bedard. I was like, he's just like. <laughs> The hockey, fin- like, I, that's my stick tap, is the kid is just, he's a, in juniors, but he's just going to be such a big thing. And everyone's like, he's going to be a hot commodity when it comes to the show, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I I was listening to the 32, the 32 Thoughts podcast the other day, and uh, they, they had mentioned on, on that show that the World Juniors were, like, obviously everybody in the NHL world has been aware of who Connor Bedard is and, mm-hmm. and his talents and everything for a long time, but... Um, this is the biggest stage for him to get in front of just like some of the more casual fans, you know, obviously the hardcores and the, and the sickos, um, are very aware of Connor Bedard, but now the whole world there, I mean, there's no denying who he is and what he's capable of. And the fact that he basically, he's, he's stayed on this pretty crappy Regina Pats team and (laughs) he's like, I'm listen, I'm a, I'm a team man. I'm a company man through and through like. The kid's doing some absolute legend shit, and you gotta, gotta love it. <laughs> no, seriously, like, he's just, like, I don't know, I think it's funny, because, like, even, like, a couple months ago, like, I was, like, my buddy was, like, tank for Bedard, and I was, like, who? I That's how out of touch I was. I was, like, what? And then I started checking in, and I was, like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, now I know why the Blackhawks want him, like, right? Like, I know, because he's a Blackhawks fan. I'm, like, now I know why you guys want him, because he's sick. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty ridiculous. The um, the whole draft class, the draft class as a whole is so strong mm-hmm. that somebody was saying that a second round draft pick this year might be more valuable than a first round draft pick next year. No way, really. Something to pay attention to for the draft deadline because this draft is like just ludicrously, ludicrously just loaded. Deep. I love stupid, it. stupid deep. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to get some prospect people on here uh, in the near future to talk about it because it's gonna be very fun. But um, yeah, in the meantime, my uh, stick tap goes to the um, the Carolina Hurricanes and and Don Waddell specifically being like weirdly prescient about um, goalie future success. So a couple of years ago, they they let Alex Nedeljkovic walk in free agency, uh, or no, I think they traded him. Either way, he wound up in Detroit and signed a a, a multi year deal there. And that was when he was coming off of his best season for them. And everybody was kind of like, this doesn't make any sense. And then he was like, okay, last year. And he has stunk this year. So much so that he's in the AHL now. He oh not only got God. waived by the Red Wings, he cleared waivers. So how does that, like, I think we were, we were talking about this at the bar too. I was like, how do you go from like being in the NHL and being like present and all, you know, like all the, doing all this stuff and then go like get boosted down. Like, that's such a rip. Like, especially if you're, like, Walker Dewar on the Flames, used to play for MSU. Like, that makes sense because he's back and forth. But, like. No, yeah. When you're yes. when you're a guy that signs, like, a three-year deal, you know, it, it, especially, yeah, a three-year deal where you're the total, like, lifetime contract is, you know, north of eight, nine, ten million dollars. Like, it, it's kind of crazy to think, that, like, oh, man, this is all. Uh, even though NHL contracts are fully guaranteed, like this could still be a position where, if I'm not on my A game, I'm gonna hang out in the AHL. Exactly. 
there's nothing wrong with the AHL. It's a great league, but it's not the show. It's not the NHL. Especially, it's like it's like going and having this cake, right? Like you're having the cake, you're doing it, and then you have to go back down to like appetizers. You're like, I don't want to do that. I just had this cake. Like, what do you mean? It's literally tasting that sweet freedom and then being like, yeah. psych, you suck. Yeah. So there. I I I feel for Delkovich or Ned as everybody calls him. Um, I've always got a soft spot in my heart for him because I I watched him when he played for the Charlotte Checkers uh, where I live. So I always wanted to do well, and obviously, you know, anybody that listens to the show knows that I'm a big supporter of goalies. Um, I, you know, hand up. I never thought this would have happened, and here we are. So I guess good job, Carolina Hurricanes, for being really weird. They're <laughs> like, they're basically they're so cheap that it worked out retroactively. Oh, but you know what they say? <laughs> I just can't believe it. Just like, it just feels like it's a simulation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What? Yeah, no, it's it's just super weird. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, speaking of being weird, holy shit. Here's my cup clink of this week. Uh, Tim Brewster's back in the news, and, and surprise, he's still a fucking weirdo. The uh, the former <laughs> Gophers head coach is now the defensive coordinator for Deion Jackson's Colorado Buffaloes. And um, I, I met Deion Sanders. Holy moly. I was going to say, I was like, Yep, caught what? myself on that one because uh, I'm just reading ahead in the notes here. Hi, yeah, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, old Timmy B, the uh, the blocking sensation of Twitter, is just an absolute weirdo. Um, He's so weird. I watched that video. I guess I wasn't even checked in, and then it like appeared on 10K, and I was like, oh, what's this? And I was like, this yeah. guy's a raging lunatic. Like, I knew of his name. I just didn't know how crazy he was. And like, why does he block everyone? What's up with that? Oh, it's like, a weird please bit. Please tell me. It's a weird bit, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that it started as he's just softer than a baby's diaper, but um I don't know, man. It it it's super weird. So if you haven't seen the video, um Tim Brewster walks in to a team meeting and says something to the effect of like when I say stand up, everybody stands up, and when I say sit your ass back down, everybody sits back sits their ass back down. And then he just does that like four times. And then like he was saying that they weren't standing tall enough and he just starts yelling at them, but he's like not cursing or anything. He's just kind of like weirdly yelling at them about what it means to be a man or something. It's very weird. So it's just like, it's almost like he's just trying too hard to be like, I am the boss. I'm the man in charge. You're, Mm -hmm. you're my minions. And it's like, that's not how like, cohesive like that's not how a good coach coach it's like, super you're not weird. a dictatorship like you're helping and preparing and crafting these young kids you're not a freaking dictator yeah my favorite thing my favorite part of the video is there's a guy in the front row who's like almost certainly a walk-on he's like five five and like very small and he is like the one that's like jumping at attention the most it's very funny if you go back and watch it um but uh, yeah, no. So that's that's where we're at, man. Um, yeah. What's your cup clink, boss? My cup clink is the Jag Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Chargers to advance into the playoffs. Nobody saw that coming. Nope. Trevor Lawrence is a dog. He's got the dogs in him. Like, okay, so a couple like I won't even say like at least a month ago or more. Like the Jags started kind of winning, and I was like, I think they're gonna be in the playoffs. Like I said it on like some TikTok live, and everyone's like. What? I'm like, I think the Jags are going to be good. And now, here we are! Second round, let's go. I, think, I, I mean, they're, they're probably going to get destroyed, but they made it to the second round, and they, what, like... They only had, like, four... Yeah, they only had, like, four wins, like, in the middle of the season or whatever. Like, they were such a bad team, and all of a sudden, they're like... <laughs> it's awesome. It's just, no, I was it's... just flicking... Yeah, it's awesome. No, it's been very fun. I, uh, I, I, I didn't have the courage to live bet it, but I did text a couple of my buddies when the when, right. It was right after the Chargers uh, did not score um, towards the end of the first half, mm-hmm. and the Jags get the ball back and they start driving down. And I said, you know, hey, like if the Jags score here, like a comeback might make you know might be in the cards, and then. I mean, it wasn't really like I, I, I said it, but I wasn't like, oh, yeah, like this is definitely happening. Yeah. And then like two seconds later, they scored. And then I was like, oh, shit, here we go. 
and the rest is history. I mean, for as bad of a first quarter and a half as you can play, they really dominated the uh, the Jags for the Chargers. I mean, for the uh, the rest of the the rest of the game. So yeah, good job, Jags. Yeah, and like, that's the only thing that happened in playoff football, as far as I'm concerned. We don't need to talk about any other playoff. We don't football. need. I don't want to talk about anything else. We'll just talk about how the fact that he had four interceptions and then one. That's all. That's all that happened. Yeah, go Jags. Woohoo. Woohoo. Um. So yeah, other things that happened in this week that definitely don't include uh, any sort of football, like over the weekend, <laughs> nothing. Over the I weekend, think I was reading the entire weekend. I on don't... Saturday, Kirill Kaprizov uh, scored his hundredth goal against the Arizona Coyotes, and then about uh, two minutes later, it got called back, so it didn't oh, count. <laughs> I'm still pissed about that. It was a, it was a total bummer. Um, would have been awesome because, as many people pointed out. That would have been exactly two years after his first game and mm-hmm. also then his first goal. Uh, would have been very, very cool to have him score his first goal and his 100th goal on the same day, just a mere two years apart and not even, I mean, not even 200 games, you know. It's crazy. And, like, the fact of the matter is I was like, this is going to be the new Adam Thielen undrafted msu story like this is going to be <laughs> circulating in the league everyone's gonna be like Kirill kaprizov 100 goal two-year anniversary of his first nhl goal and then of course they had to call it off i was like if there's one time the refs like should just let something slide it, it was in that moment you know what i and mean and the thing is too is i think the yotes would have preferred that anyway because then like, they would have been like yeah we're a part of history that's pretty neat exactly they'd be like and, oh yeah and again it, and going back to your uh your stick tap this also makes their chances for getting Bedard a little bit better. I think they would have been all on board for this. (laughs) It would have been great. It would have been a win-win for everyone. Just let it happen. Now, here's the thing. It's almost worth it uh, to have him score his 100th goal against Ovechkin on Tuesday. Uh, But then, of course, that didn't happen. But that didn't even come close to happen. I mean, it came close because he's a good player. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a callback or anything. How, How much would you have given? to have Kaprizov score his 100th goal in front of Ovechkin. Dude, I was like, I made my prediction on it. Like, I was like, what happens when two goats walk into the room or something or play like like a wild hockey game? I wanted it so bad because obviously we know that Kirill in the NHL All-Star game, like, paid tribute to him. Like, he's a huge idol of him. And I think that would have been such a cool moment. Like, I would have given my left arm to see that happen. But, of course, yeah. that doesn't happen, and I'm in pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know – who else is a you know who else is in pain who fish in the uh the northern <laughs> parts of minnesota uh we learned we learned that dewey two is gonna take dewey one spear fishing uh at I some point that. in the near future and he specified up north which okay i i would think like maybe he's talking like i don't know if it's not north shore but like I'm trying to think of like some good places to go up north, like maybe Brainerd. Maybe I listen. Or I, like, I, I would be lying to your fates if I said I I knew anything about spearfishing. Maybe Duluth. Duluth might yeah, be one. Yeah, may, maybe like, like North Lake Superior Shore or something. Kind of something like that. Yeah, I think that's the only option. I don't know. I I truly I don't know anything about this, but it made me laugh so hard <laughs> and you know I I wanted to share with you because your guy also Obviously. said he was going to fight a shark. I know. I was like, who is this guy? He usually looks dead inside, and that's why I like him. And now he's all of a sudden making these funny jokes, and yeah. he's doing all this stuff. Like, that's my boy. That's, so here's the thing about shark. here's the thing about Dewey too saying he's gonna fight a shark. The Wild play San Jose on March 11th. Oh, the bit is gonna happen. And we're all gonna hold him to that. So yes. remember, everybody, March 11th. I'm gonna call call my shot right now. Gordy Howe hat trick for Dewey too. Let's go! I second this. <laughs> no, I, his interview was just so funny. Like people are tagging me and like po- sending it to me, obviously because that's my mantra now. That's my identity, and I was just like, "Oh, this is like adorable," and he's like funny. Yeah. There's also like a funny story I have. Okay, this is side topic, but so there's this girl, um, on TikTok. Like I posted something about Dewey too, of course. And she was like, oh, I met him, like, through, like, an, like, autograph signing thing. And he's he's actually hilarious. Like, he's actually funny. It. Oh, yeah. So it was him and Boldy. And, like, she was like, yeah, Boldy was trying to spell my name. And he he needed help spelling it. So Dewar goes, 
he needs help. He dropped out of college, so his spelling isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> and then Baldy goes, that's two more. That's two more years than you, doer. <laughs> isn't that hilarious? That's fantastic. So just again, like we said, this is like reinforcing that Connor Doer is actually funny. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, also, not to completely bury the lead here, but since you brought him up, mm. um, let's hope Matt Boldy's college experience was enough to know what seven times seven is, because Mister Forty Nine Sheets is in the building. Holy shit! Ooh-hoo-hoo! Mega deal. Um, what a deal came out of nowhere. Like, Isn't he like twenty one too? Isn't he like absurdly young? Yeah, Matt Boldy uh, has only been able to legally drink for like. 10 months, 11 months, oh something like that. Um, you love to see it. I think everybody and their mother assumed that uh, he would be, he would be some sort of a, um, like a bridge deal, you know, mm-hmm. like a three years for 5 million or somewhere in that range so that we could get through these buyout years and then yep. just kind of deal with it later on. Well, now we've bought four years past the buyout window. That's crazy. Uh, Matt Boldy at $7 million per. That is an unbelievable deal. And I, I love it so much. I think everyone does. But the thing is, I, I caught, like you oh, said, I no, caught us off everybody. guard. Well, not, I'm, I, I literally hate. Okay. So this is actually like a tangent, but I hate the people who hate Matt Boldy. Cause why? He is a young gun showing great strides, came out of nowhere, is having a monster year and he deserves to, he deserves this. Yeah. He's been doing good things. Like he's one of the best players on the Minnesota Wild right now. He's way better than Matt Dumba. <laughs> yeah, that's not the the, the ones mean, the that I've seen. But the ones that I've seen the most are the people that are saying like, "Oh, well, if uh, you know, if 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 we signed him for seven million dollars, we could have we could have signed Kevin Fiala oh. for seven point eight seven five. So you know." Uh, yeah, I, I should have just done those. that. And I've seen so many of those. Um, I would much rather have 21 year old Matt Boldy locked up for seven years than 27 or 26, 26 year old Kevin Fiala. Yeah, something like and that. I love Kevin Fiala. Mm-hmm. I do. But I, I just, I, to me, this is such a good deal. It's great. It's, it, you just love to see it. I, yeah, yeah, he is 26, which is like only one year older than me. Why do I think Kevin Fiala is like 30? What? I was Because he's, he's been, 20, pl- he's been playing in the like, league since he was 18 or 19. Yeah, that's crazy. I literally thought he was like 30. He's only one year older than me. Yeah, no, I life. had the same realization um, like two years ago that Jason Zucker and I are the same age, like within like a month of each other. I th- yeah, he's like he's like three weeks older than me. And I remember being like in college, I was watching him like, man, this guy is so cool. And I'm like, oh, cool. He's three weeks older than me. Fuck this. Like I, where, what am I doing with my life? Like, Why? What's going on here? Why have I done this to myself? It's the same thing like with Matt Boldy. He's like, you are four years younger than me and you got, you now have $49 million. Yeah. Um, but no, I, guess, yeah, so... I hate that slander. I, I don't like that comparison of the Kevin Fiala, Matt Boldy thing. Cause Kevin needed to go and people are just trying to find any way to be like oh we still need kevin oh what about like i mean if we could have found a way to make it work it would have been great but the reality is because of the nhl's retroactive cba maneuvering and the uh zach parisi and ryan Suter contracts it just wasn't i mean basically the decision was uh do you want kevin fiala or do you want matt boldy and a couple other pieces and I, I mean, you know, maybe not just maybe not just this year, but I think over the especially over the course of seven years, well, I guess eight years, really, but uh, especially over the course of the next seven years, like I would way rather have Matt Boldy, but like even I think I would even rather have him at this year, you know, mm-hmm. at that at that at that deal. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it pays off. I'm I'm feeling good about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Another another player and contract that I'm feeling good about is uh, Jules Eriksson-Eck, who somehow is becoming underrated again. I feel like people are like kind of forgetting about Ecker here. Oh, like that makes (laughs) me so upset. Okay, you go. We talk about your thing, and then I'm going to top why it makes me upset. 
Why are people like, what are your takes on this? Well, so he's, he's very quietly on pace to shatter his offensive records this year. So last year he set a career high in goals of 26 assists with 23 and then points obviously uh, at 49 through 43 games this year. He has 15 goals, 19 assists, 34 points. So that tracks out to basically about a 30 goal pace, about 40 assists and about 70 points, like just under that's really good. And we've got him, you know, at a, a, a cap hit of, I think five, two, five, like mm-hmm. you're, if, we're getting, if we, I don't know if we will get 70 points out of Acker, you know, for the remaining six or seven years of this contract, but he's really good. And I mean, the, the, the grief squad identity line has been awesome, but Ecker is the only one that is consistently proving himself up and down the lineup. Doesn't matter where he's playing with, you know, who he's playing with. He's able to f- impose his will on opposing players. And it's, it's, it's great. I, you, it's, it's weird because you would think that in the last year, almost the entire team set some sort of career high in like offensive production. And Ecker's really the only one that's like doing it again. Kaprizov is obviously having a great season um, as well. Uh, Boldy is not having as strong of a season, but still is a pretty solid season. Yep. And we've been doing this with pretty much, I think, yeah, like, like a week and a half ago was the first time all year that the whole team played together as like envisioned at the beginning of the year without injuries or suspensions or anything going on. The wild have a really, really good chance to go on a tear here and they're getting healthy, right, right at a good time here. And they have points. They already have points in seven of the last eight games. And they've won five of those. That's a really strong run, like a little heater that we're on. Yep. And I know that we do the thing every year where it's like, oh, January, the wild kind of wake up and figure it out. That's true. But I don't know. It just feels different this year. It, it, it feels good. It does feel good, it, it, especially to start the season when it was like, eh, but it just feels good. Like, obviously, we're going to have a lot of up and downs this season. We're going to have a lot of turmoil, but we're going to have some good times. Um, and that's – we're a good team because I don't think, like, you being perfect isn't going to, like, obviously, if you, like, win every single game, you're probably going to win the Stanley Cup. But I feel like these are things that need to happen to figure out what works, what doesn't. So then, you know, I don't want to be like we were last year where last third of the season we're amazing, get to playoffs, and we're just like – Right, you know, exactly. I'd rather have that adversity. But the the Jewel Eric's neck thing really makes me upset because like empty netter last night been really a solid point for us this year has been in almost a lot of the plays. You know what I mean? Like he's just been that guy for us. Yeah, that's um, almost underlying, underworking. Obviously, not a Zuki or a Kirill or whatever, but he's been one of the more stable guys in our lineup right now to get assists and be a playmaker even. Yeah. And I don't get why people are like, oh, yeah, like, I just, I don't get that. That makes me upset, especially, again, like, last night. Like, he's just, you, you'll you hear Jeek or Jewel Eriksonek from Anthony Leopanto all the time mm-hmm. because he's in there day and night. Yeah. I mean, if you had to take a guess, I if you had a guess as to who who has the, who's generating the most offense for this team, what would you guess that the top five is? I'm pulling it up right now. So this is expected goals. Mm-hmm. Um, top five. Okay, so top five. I don't know if it's anywhere near rankings, but obviously Kirill. Yep, he's I'm one. Gonna, I'm gonna say Zuccarello. He's four. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna say Jewel Eriksson Ek. He's number two. Okay, and then I'm also gonna say Matt Boldy. He's number three. And then who else that I'm missing that I know I'm missing? Um, I want to say I want to say Steel, but I don't know if that's correct. I don't Steel's think so. Steel's number six. Six. So there's someone else. Uh, second line, not Hartman. <laughs> you you got it. You just got to say the name now. I'm like spacing. What is wrong with me? I'm so upset. <laughs> what is okay? This is the point of the. You know when you're thinking about something too hard and then your brain's like, no. Yeah. Not today. That's literally my brain, and I have it, and I know. I just. Do you want me to tell you or do you want no, me to No, no, no. Give me a hint. 
All right. Um, he shares the last name of a more well-known player. Freddie Gaudreau. Freddie Hockey. Yep, number five. Oh, that. See, I wasn't even thinking of Gaudreau. That's crazy. Oh, Freddie Hockey. Yeah, that's <laughs> unreal. That's even more surprising to me that Freddie Hockey's in that mix. But like I said, t number two, he's behind Kirill Kaprizov. What are you people like? What yeah. are you complaining about? Yep, he's number two in expected goals. Uh, number three in actual goals. Number three in points. Uh, he's basically number three in every other offensive stat, either oh him or Boldy. And then... I think it's the people that don't actually know hockey. You know, like the same ones that say Kirk Cousins isn't good. <laughs> I'm like, you don't watch that, sports then. That's a that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Sorry, I brought it up. Yeah. That, we don't, that's we a, don't talk about that. That's a whole other thing. That. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I would say that the the comp for uh, Jules Eriksson-Eck is Kirk Cousins, but um, you know, wild you takes can, for you a can, reason. You can say that. <laughs> I'll say it with pride, baby. <laughs> but it get canceled. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna clip this part of the show and have it just be rocking and rolling and Ooh. throw you right to the wolves. Yay. Um. <laughs> Is there anything in the last week or so that's happened that you that you've noticed or thought like, oh, that's interesting? And you want to bring up uh, before we look ahead to uh, the next week and then kind of the rest of the season? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe the Revo thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> almost forgot the about Revo that. Revo being I... a, just a, a dork, like a yeah. just unprofessional dork. It was very very <laughs> funny. If you haven't seen the video, it's it's like a, I don't know, six-second clip mm -hmm. of guys skating off from practice or uh, warm-ups or something. Um, might be even like before. No, I think it was after the game yesterday. I think you're right. I think it was. I think it was after the game, and he's literally doing like that. He's like waddling back and forth. He's he like just dancing. Does, yeah, he starts like marching. So everybody's like <laughs> – Oh, yeah. Everybody's like skating off the ice, doing the normal thing. And like, you know, usually like that's where we've seen like Felino waits for everybody and gives hugs and lit sometimes kisses to the guys as they're coming off. And then Reeves just starts marching like it's the <laughs> 1920s and the British are coming. And that didn't make any sense at all. But that's... I loved that. The British are coming. The British are coming. Yeah, that, which is definitely a thing that everybody said in the 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, that just registered. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Woo. Welcome wow. to the Wild Takes Podcast, not the, uh, not the accurate, historian. accurate history podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Oh, my God. Um, all right. Before we get to the next part of the show here mm -hmm. um, and where we talk kind of about what to expect coming up, let's take a quick break and then we'll kind of go through grading how the season has gone so far as a whole. All right, we're back, and it's time. So we're right about the halfway point of the season. The Wild have played 43 out of a total of 82 games. Um, we're basically right at the exact mm -hmm. halfway mark. And I want to share some grades with you that yes. the hockey media has assigned to uh, to this team. And then we will each give our own grades. And then I actually have, uh, I have Zuch's grade as well. Uh, because he was he was big mad about uh, about some of this. <laughs> um, so the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the athletic has us at a C plus, and they read uh, the wild aren't quite on track to match their efforts from the last two seasons. So it's hard to give them an above average grade here. But after a very slow start, the team has 50 points in 41 games, a tidy 100 point pace that puts the wild in a very safe spot in the Western playoff race. Things could be better in Minnesota, no doubt, but they also could be far worse. With better health in the second half, it wouldn't be a shock to see the Wild approach last year's heights. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to the midseason grade of a C plus, both uh, Dom, uh, our good buddy Dom, and also his partner Sean at the Athletic, uh, both rated us uh, as the 11th best team in their power rankings. And ESPN has us graded at a uh, B plus. This is uh, coming from our pal Greg Wyshynski. He writes, For all the questions about the lack of consistent scoring, the Wild have answered critics by becoming one of the most unforgiving defensive teams in the NHL. They have allowed the fewest high-danger chance high danger scoring chances per 60 and the third fewest scoring chances per 60 in 5-on-5 five five play. 
Knowing the Wild have found defensive success, something that has plagued other teams in the West, is why they remain among the playoff contenders while others around them struggle. Whew. That's a that's a lot. That's a read. Yeah. Um. So the, yeah, I mean, uh, they they also wrote this a little bit before uh, the Athletic did. Mm. Um. The uh, but yeah, I mean. At the, at the end of the day, though, you know, between a, a C plus and a B plus, we got a full letter grade of variance. Voss, where do you where do you rank the wild uh, halfway you know, through the season? I was going to say B minus, but I think I'm going to bump it up to a B just hearing everything and evaluating what like we went through. I'm not going to say an A because I feel like obviously this team is just like they're inconsistently consistent. So let's <laughs> like I that's the best way that's I can put line. it. Like, right. But we'll go on like a three game heater or a four game heater and then we'll like lose. You know what I mean? Then we'll do good and then we'll just lose. Then we'll start losing again and go on a losing streak, but then we'll go back to a winning streak, but then we'll go back to a losing streak. So I just feel like we haven't figured out how to play together as a, like a whole team. And I don't know. It's just really weird. Like, it's just like, even like yesterday in the first period, I was like, yeah, no, I mean, I I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't feel like the full effect for me to give it like, but we're still good. Like we're still good. I think we're going to be on pace to make the playoffs and hopefully, oh yeah, hopefully get like out of not be first round exits pain. The, um, the wild right now, uh, currently sitting uh, third in the central, mm-hmm. um, according to the athletics, um, like playoff uh, predictor model thing. Uh, they have an 86% chance to uh, finish third of the central or higher and make the playoffs. Okay. And that is uh, that's pretty good. Um, interesting note there: the Avalanche only sitting at sixty-one percent. So, hmm. yeah, we have a wow. significantly better chance. Um, the Avalanche obviously are going through going through it with uh, oh, a lot of injuries rough. and whatnot. <laughs> but um, yeah, the the Preds and the Blues, who I th- thought would be like solid, have uh, just completely fallen off. And uh, you, I, you know, I love to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then the stars keep getting better and better, and um, and then the Jets too. Rick, you know, Rick Bonus has really reinvigorated that. I mean, I, I've never been a big proponent of saying like, you know, a, a, obviously a head coach matters, and like a coaching staff matters exactly. But if you want to see just how much that matters, look at the difference between Winnipeg from last year under Paul Maurice. And this year under Rick Bonus, it's night and day. And then on the flip side, look at the difference in Florida between last year under Andrew Burnett and this year under Paul Maurice. Exactly. Um, starting to think Paul Maurice is maybe not a very good coach. He's not look. It's not looking good for him. No, it's not um, looking good for him at all. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah. So so you give him a B. Um, I think I also give him a B. I, I, yeah. I was unbelievably frustrated through the beginning of the beginning of the season, but mm-hmm. we were hurt and we were showing signs of like what the team should be. Exactly. We, like you said, we were consistently inconsistent and that would sometimes go period to period, shift to shift. Like we, we, you know, the, I don't remember any of the scores from the, the beginning of the season um, because that was my busy season in work. So like mm-hmm. when I was watching them, I was watching it, but like not, fully like committing it to memory and everything um but like it felt like there would be a game where we would win 8-1 and then literally the next night or like two days later would come out and play the exact same team and lose 6-2 exactly it was and it's just just, so weird you never really knew what you're gonna get but i've really really liked the way that the goalies have stepped up Mm -hmm. uh the last um like six weeks or so yep um I have really appreciated that the defense seems to have figured out how to play kind of in the way that they're, that we're used to seeing them play. And now I just want to see the offense be a little bit more consistent. Like there's so many times when we'll be watching a game and I'll just shoot a text out into the group chat being like, did, did, did we forget how to play offense? Like what is going on? Did we forget how to play hockey? Do yeah. we do that? Hockey? So I guess the more I'm thinking about it, I'll, I'll I guess I'll be a bit of a negative Nancy and I'll say a B minus. Okay. Switch um, places right on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's what I'll say. It's a B minus. Uh, just, I don't think I, 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 
I think it's hard. It's, it's like a it's, hard it's decision. Hard like, why is the minus hard? It's hard because you're grading on a curve of mm-hmm. like the whole season. Exactly. Um, and if you fa- if you factor in the whole season, <coughs> excuse me. If you factor in the whole season, then like, yeah, we were god awful at the beginning of it, and everybody knows, you know, in college, and exactly, it's, it's really hard to bounce back from bombing your first test. So. Yep. Uh, that, that does kind of weigh on it, but we've been playing very, very well. If we're only grading like since Thanksgiving, I'd probably give them an A minus. Yeah, exactly. If it was only for Thanksgiving or a certain set time period, like you would be passing with like ease, but because we have to do the whole winning one out of our first six. Yeah. And that was to the Canucks. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was to the Canucks because we came out against the Rangers and just. Laid an egg. Got destroyed. Yeah, the Rangers Flashbacks. and the Jets, I think, to start the year. Just mm-hmm. absolutely laid an egg. Um, and then, you know, it turns out the Jets are really good and the Rangers are kind of frauds, but yep. they just have our number for whatever reason. I know. It's weird. Um, so that sucks. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I, I am reading back through uh, Zooch's thing, Zooch's notes here. Um, Zooch gives them a B plus. Um he said maybe it may be up to an A minus, but he said he'll, he says a B plus seems about right um, because the last two months have been very good. And, uh, you know, here's what I said. As I said, I told him, I said, you know, we're, we're still playing sloppy at times. Mm-hmm. There's definitely more good hockey than bad hockey. But I think you even even though they've been playing much better, you could almost argue that they're still underperforming. Um, and then he pointed out that, you know, we lost our starting goaltender from this time last year and our number two scorer from this time last year. And last this time last year, everybody was saying that the wild were an a, and I think that part of that in fairness to Zooch, I I think he's not wrong in the sense that like you do have to factor in expectations. Yep. The, The wild team last year had had expectations to be sure, but it wasn't, nobody was expecting them to literally be the best regular season team in franchise history. No. And now you have to factor that in that, you know, we're not, we're not doing a, we're not at the same pace that we were this time last year and that's okay, but expectations. So yeah, I'll be a downer. Correct. I'll say a B minus screw it. And can't we wait. Ball. We'll throw the... it, we ball. <laughs> but I think that that B minus can be very, very, very quickly raised to a B, B plus, even an A minus in the near future because uh, this week the Wild have a fun little road trip. Uh, they already started it um, mm-hmm. in DC, and then to finish up the road trip, they got Thursday at the Carolina Hurricanes. Sadly, I will not be able to go to that okay. game. Um, I'm very bummed. If anybody wants to just buy me a ticket and then also get me out of my work thing, um, I will go. Uh, and, Want me to and- jump on the phone and say. It's a medical emergency. I, just, I need somebody to just call my work. Help. I need somebody to call my work if, event and be like, hey, uh, Dev needs to actually go to Raleigh, which is a, about a two and a half hour drive. Uh, so he's like, you can let him go, right? They'll be like, no, and nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Then they play uh, Saturday. Or what, here, before we move on, what do you think about um, what do you think about the Hurricanes? Um, I don't know. I think. I don't think, like, I think the Canes, everyone's like, the Canes, oh my god, oh my god. Like, just the overhype. I think that this, I don't want to say any easy game. They're awesome. I don't know. I just, I still don't think they're that great. Wow. Okay. That's. (laughs) I I don't know. I think that, for me, for my personal opinion, I think Boston Bruins are going to win the cup this year. I don't disagree with that, but the Canes Canes are probably the second best team in the East. I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't really watch that much. Just some of the things that I've seen, I'm like, eh. I don't know. Is that, I mean, is that, is that, a, is that a hot take? Canes, I don't know. Canes, like, I've I'm, only seen really highlights. Take, but like, here's the thing: the Canes are sitting at second place in the East, in the entire Eastern Conference right now. They're sitting at first in the Metro Division uh, with 62 points. Um, Boston is first, and mm-hmm. they're at. 72 points with a game in hand so like yeah boston mm. is unbelievable this year yes uh but i i do think that the the hurricane carolina is right probably the second best team in the east see i feel like again because like 
we don't play him. Like, isn't this our first time playing him? Have we played uh, him before this, this year? year? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, let's 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 sidetrack what I just said of them. Whatever. I feel like I was no, we, we, out of we my ass. Him, we played him in November. Uh, we beat them two one at home. Yeah. See, that's. I think that's where I was coming from. I was like, oh, yeah, we beat them. They're not that good. But anyways, I think because we beat them, I think that it's going to be a competitive game. I think every single game we play is competitive. I don't care who it's against or what it is. I just think that's like the way the Wilder. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's they can't ever true. win an easy game. I swear, that's, everything yeah. is always like super close, close game. So that's what I was going to kind of say is like. I need to maybe watch other hockey that isn't just the Minnesota Wild to get a grip on reality, I feel like. Because, wow, I just don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, I think we're going to win, but I think it's going to be close. Um, Yeah, I could buy that. We also, like, weirdly have, their have number. a – Yeah, we do kind of weirdly have their number. But, yeah, the, I mean, the Wild really do, like, weirdly have, have their number. Mm. And um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think that the – I think you're probably right that, well, no, the the Wild almost always lose the game because I've been going to this game since 2017 and the Wild are 0-4. So I think that streak is going to continue, oh. but they do usually make it to overtime. Okay. Um, so they like push it up, but they only lose by like a little bit. I think they're 0-2 and 2 in the four games that I've been to. Mm-hmm. It's almost uh, like sorry, when, No, 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 no. That's not true. They're 0-2. They're 0-1 and 2 in the three okay. games I went to because one of the year was the bowl year. <laughs> So yeah. Sheesh. Um. So yeah, they're 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 o o o, yeah, o one oh. and two. Um. Math. Yeah, I had to do some quick math real quick. <laughs> and yeah. Um. No shit, they're o two and one. Anyway, doesn't matter. God. Aye, okay. aye, aye. What's going on? Either way, listen, they <laughs> haven't won in North Carolina since at least twenty seventeen. Editor's note: This is untrue. The Wild won in North Carolina literally in twenty twenty two. And I think that, that's probably that changes. That changes. I think that's probably going to continue. Uh, this team is really, really good, and that was a total clusterfuck. So, oops. Whoopsies. And yeah. Um, then Saturday, Wild at Panthers. The Panthers are struggling, mm-hmm. and I think the Wild should that that I mean that they should beat them pretty handily, but you just never know. I I don't. Again, I just don't think that I'm ever going to say the Wild win easy. Like. Even against the Bolts, like, when they did actually win and they were, like, 1-5-1, I was, like, not expecting it, you know? Yeah. I just don't think even against a struggling team because I feel like the Wild have this propensity to play down. Like, I feel like if it's a bad team, we should be playing up here. But we're going to always meet that bad team at their level versus if it's a really good team, we're going to play out of our minds. (laughs) Don't ask me why. I just feel like that's the case. So, in this game, I feel like it's going to be another close matchup. But... Yeah, uh, it's, the Panthers suck, so I feel like we're gonna win, but I, I wouldn't say by a margin, like by huge. So, uh, yeah, Panthers, Panthers probably in the same boat there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel like the Panthers are gonna be like it's gonna be like a four-two win kind of thing for the Wild, yeah. very similar to the Capitals game. Um, and then Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday will be probably before the next episode drops. So let's talk about that. The Wild finish out the road trip at Tampa Bay. Uh, here's a fun little factoid because this one I did actually have pulled up. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have only beaten the Wild one time since I got married. What? Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh. I've been married for uh, almost five years, and the what? Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Lightning have beaten the Wild one time in that time frame, Why including we... my wedding night. What? Uh, the wild, the wild won my wedding night. Jason's the, the wild came back, uh, oh super late. Um, Jason Zucker, I believe had the game winner. Mm. No, uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Jason Zucker had the tie. He, oh, he had, he had the go ahead or what would have been the go ahead game winner. And then yeah. someone named Anton Strahlman, scored a tying goal late and then Granlund uh Mikhail Granlund assisted by Charlie Coyle and Alex Stalock for the winner on my I wedding miss night. Them. I miss them so much. <laughs> But yeah, it was that game was wild cuz it was 3-1. Uh it was 3-1 at the end of the first period and um and then like we're literally my wife and I are leaving the wedding and my friend grabs me and says, "Hey, I just want you to know uh, Jason Zucker just scored to take the lead. 
Yes. <laughs> just walks off in the sunset after that. You're like, yeah. Yes. So I- anyway, I think that's tree. I think that streak is going to continue. They're they're. Uh, let me do the math and figure out how many actual games there are. But um, I mean, mm-hmm. we we beat them five one. Every yeah, time they come six and to one. us, they're like, yeah. six and one. The Wild are six and one against the, the Bulls. against the Tampa Bay Lightning since my wedding day. And if you go back a year before that, then they're seven and one. <laughs> See, that's the thing is I think it's just going to continue because I, I know we're going to their barn. I know it's going to be at their place, but we've got the like, I don't know what it is because I feel like the Bolts are a pretty average team and they've been good. Like, wasn't a couple of years ago they won the cup? I mean, they, they, they almost had – they were in the cup final six months ago. Yeah, exactly. Coming off of back-to-back. They almost went, they almost got a three-peat. And it's like we keep beating them. Like what – I don't understand. I think it's voodoo. I think somebody in the Minnesota Wild put a voodoo curse on the Bolts so then they just suck when they play us. That's – I mean, that you're you're not far off of, of how that actually – Dean could be in the back going – this little voodoo thing i don't know could happen you're not far off of what's actually going on because it, it, it is kind of wild that the uh the bolts are just incapable of beating the <laughs> minnesota wild can't beat us yeah <laughs> but anyways yes i think that continues and i think i think you're gonna see another big one though i think this is gonna be kind of like when i said 5-1 for the win i think this is gonna be another blowout um and i think we're just gonna uh, start rolling over them i would love to see it but i don't think so um you're also so i mentioned close. I, I mentioned that we, we are uh, we are six and six and one against them since my since my wedding, mm-hmm. um, but and actually okay yeah if you look back it'll be by the time this episode drops um, it will be seven and one in the last five years exactly uh, so yeah mm-hmm. wow anyway mm-hmm. um, all almost. About half of those games are one goal games, and the only mm. real blowout is the one from two weeks ago. So I think that it's gonna—I think it's gonna stay as gonna a close. stay in the one goal game range. Right on. We'll see so, yeah. who's right. I'll, I'll call it. Me. I'll call it five four wild because that score we've beaten them by that score two times in that span. Mm-hmm. So I like oh, it. Five four wild. Here we go. All right, um, let's wrap the show. Before we wrap the show, we're going to end the show the same way we end every show. Uh, Marissa, what is your wild take? Uh, I'm going to get flamed alive for this. I just want to know, everyone, I'm sorry. This is just how it is. Don't ever apologize for a take ahead of time. Zooch will kill me. Zooch is going to murder me. I don't think you understand. Gus the bus will be the guy this year and he will be the starting goaltender when we make the playoffs. That is wrong. <laughs> I am right. That is unless God unless there, unless there is an injury, that is wrong. Just straight Only time up. Will tell. That is incorrect. I love Philly G. <laughs> he has been playing out of his mind. His oh my god, we didn't even talk about his like ridiculous kick save at the end yeah, of the Capitals was... game. That was unbelievable. He's so good. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's just shown so much and, like, what he's doing. And I I, I don't know. I just have a good feeling about this. And, and I know everyone's going to say. Here's what's going ha- to happen. We're going to get to the playoffs. And Dean's going to play coy about who's starting game one. And guess who's going to leave the starters net at practice that morning? His name is Marc-Andre Fleury. He will be starting game one. Philly G, Philly G might may wind up playing more, you know, if he's, yeah. if he's playing well and everything. You he don't may want wind... the Cam Talbot thing happening again. Nah, it's a different. I think it's different because Philly G is still only like twenty four or twenty five. Like he still is very young. It's not like he's only. It's not like they're both in their thirties. Um, I don't think that that's the same thing at all. Okay, he's also never played in the playoffs before. I don't believe. Um, Crazy. I mean, you know. That's true. Half, so then, I mean, two and yeah. a half seasons as a pro in Ottawa, like, just okay. comes up and starts. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's called wild takes for a reason. But again, yeah. please don't tell Zoot where I live. I feel like he's gonna hurt me. <laughs> well, here's 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 my wild take. Um, that also might be wrong. Okay. But I I genuinely believe it. 
And I don't think I don't think that Billy G is giving us lip service when he says he's not going to make a move just to make a move. Mm-hmm. The Wild are going to have an insane amount of cap space yep. at the uh, the trade deadline, which we'll talk about more in a future episode because of the way that the uh, we did talk about it at the beginning of the season. Uh, the way that the NHL cap rules work, we're going to basically be able to absorb a 16-ish million dollar contract at the deadline. Um, that, it's, for those of you doing math at home, that is literally any player. Uh, obviously, that's not going to happen. But if we don't make any other moves, we can literally trade for any other player in the NHL as long as they're <laughs> gone by next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, that all being said, Matt Dumba finishes this season on as a member of the Minnesota Wild. I think you're correct. I don't think he'll be back next year. Can almost guarantee you he won't be back next year. No, I but, I will bet. My, I would bet so much money that he will not be on the Minnesota Wild next year. Which, per, from personality perspective, like kind of breaks my heart because like I love Matt Dumba and he's been before Kirill and Connor and all these other things. He was my one of my favorite players. Yeah, I don't know why. Don't ask me. I just kind of picked him when I was younger. But anyways, he's charismatic as hell. He's fun as hell. He's awesome. He had the clapper up until Matt Kachuk killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but I, I was, just... I was. Listen, <laughs> I got inspired. I was, I was editing and then rereading a uh, a piece on tenktakesmn.com by our own Austin Lundin, uh, and the piece is called Matt Dumba Endgame in the mm-hmm. style of the Avengers font. And Matt's point is that, yeah, we're seeing the final days of Matt Dumba. So basically soak it all in, you know, dread from it, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. And that destiny is that Matt Dumba will not be on the Minnesota Wild next year, but he will be a member of this team come the day after trade deadline all the way through the rest of the year. Yep, exactly. I think we can't let him go. We can't trade him off. Like, we can't do that. He's going to finish off this season. That's going to be the best way for everyone just because, yes, he makes turnover. He, does, he gets turnovers in the neutral zone, and he's not good with the puck, and he spends more time in the penalty box than he does actually on the ice. But we still need him. <laughs> Listen, I love the guy, um, but I also know that I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in the waning minority here. Mm-hmm. He's, he is getting increasingly frustrating to watch, but yes. I, I love the guy. And I have a very hard time letting go. So I'm just not gonna. Woo! All right. That is going to do it for us here at the Wild Takes Podcast. As always, thank you for listening to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Go give us a follow on social media at Wild Takes 10K. And make sure to follow along with the rest of the 10K stuff as well, including checking out the website. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you hate the show, tell your enemies. That's a win-win for you. And remember, it's not just about working hard and having fun. It's about fucking winning. Stay safe out there, folks. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go.